0: Welcome to Toffee TV. Today I am joined by the man who scored the winner the last time Everton won major honours, all the way from the United States. It is Mr. Paul Rideout. Paul, thank you so much for giving up your time to uh, have a chat with us.
1: My pleasure. Looking forward
0: to it. So you're all good. You're looking, listen, you look like you could still be playing. You still look sharp. (laughs) Not a day older than when you scored that goal at Wembley.
1: I don't know, a few more wrinkles and whatever. But, uh, yeah, and I'm trying to stay uh, trim as you can and fit. And, uh, you know, I see you kind of look at my sons now and they're all trim and so you try <laughs> to keep up. But, uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. You've, got to, you've got to, haven't you, mate? Um, listen, like, before we get into like the Everton stuff, just two things I want to talk to you about. First of all, that goal at Wembley for England schoolboys, I mean... What a goal, what a goal
1: yeah it was it was special it was um, <laughs> you know one of those where it's a hit and hope it was a, was a Scottish goalkeeper, so uh, you know <laughs> you got little bit there but um, no I, I, I would say that, that the only comparison between that one and the FA Cup final is again, if you saw my celebration, it was awful. Like, I didn't know what to do on that one. I didn't know what to do on that one, and then I just had a, a brain fart, and then just ended up doing something. But uh, yeah, the
0: goal—the goal was special. Absolutely super. After that goal, did that put like an added pressure on you? Because it was an inc- obviously it was an incredible goal. It was on the telly. We've seen it. And as a young player, you at Swindon at the time. Was that? It was. Did that? Did that make? Did, did people expect more of you because of that, or did? Did that not really come into it for you do you think did you just were you just focused on on making it as a pro really
1: well when you're a kid I mean you it, they, they, it, the pressure pressure's not there you know mm. when you're you know any of this brass any, any any top young players um I think your first three or four or five years you're just excited about being out there you want to play and and, and they talk they were talking about money um I was reading with the premiership uh, the older players obviously want to make as much money as they can. But the younger players, it's not about money, it's about opportunity to play. In, in, you know, Hence my career of going to Italy uh, mm. on Swindon. But uh, no, I mean, I, I don't think it adds any pressure. Um, it, it was just, you know, you try things that you, as you get older, you worry about what the fans think, the coach thinks. But as a kid, you just do what you feel is
0: right at the time. And it was right, what a what a goal. Um obviously started at Swindon, moved to Aston Villa, scored the winner against us in a uh, second leg of the the league, the Milk Cup semi-final. I remember that as a as a young lad. Scored I do the winner down there at Villa Park. Yeah, I, I do, and,
1: and they and the fact that um we were two 0 down from the first leg and um and then uh, actually that was the first leg, but uh I know Neville Southall took me down. Uh, for a PK, and I always told him about it, and, and he, he denies it, but it was such a blatant PK to make it do two. So uh, you know, but uh, yeah, that was that was a big day, and and uh, that was my
0: first introduction to um, playing against Everton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the other thing, I wanted to last year, about was, was actually moving through Italy, because it was it it was a thing. Not a lot, not a lot of players did it. You know, and, and I suppose a lot still don't do it really, which is why it stands out. But you, you know, young man, you've done well at Villa, have seen 20 goals or you know, 19 goals in 54 league games, which is really good, you know, just one and two basically. And then you moved to Bari. Was it a, a difficult decision to leave Villa and go to Italy, or were you just excited and you wanted the, that opportunity of playing football in a different country?
1: Well, at that time, um, it was difficult to go to Italy because. They were very selective, and, and I didn't think I'd have an opportunity to go there. There were so many great players. Uh, it, it was basically what the Premiership is now. Everyone wants to come to the Premiership. Um, and so there were a lot of good players out there. Um, Ray Wilkins was out there at the time, Hately, uh, Um So, you know, for a kid <clears throat> to have the opportunity, they originally came to watch um, Gordon Counts. And yeah. uh, I'd scored a couple of goals in that game and they showed some interest, came to watch again. Fortunately for me, or not, um, I scored another couple. But um, I, I've said it and I'll say it again, is that if I'd have had some instruction, some somebody to get um, their arm around me and say, hey, this is not the right time to go, I wouldn't have gone. Because it, in hindsight, it wasn't, you know, I was doing fine in England, uh, learning my trade. With some great players uh, Peter with was um, you know I looked up to Gary Shaw <clears throat> at the time and um, I wasn't mature enough and, and, and my game wasn't good enough really to go there I did well in my first season I had offers to go to another Italian club um, but it it, it, it just the, the mental side of it was was tough and um, you know if I, if I had that time again I would have stayed and learned my trade in the Premiership.
0: Still, I mean, you've you record twenty-three goals, ninety-nine games in Serie. A, you know, in, in Italian football, it's not that's not bad because uh, you know, notoriously, it's a defensive-minded league anyway, isn't it? So, to, you know, practically one in, but a little bit over one in three. But that ain't bad for for a striker, a young striker, going and playing in a different country. Yeah,
1: it's not too bad considering we were a lower-level team. They only, mm. That's the first time they came into the. Syria for, um, it was 20 odd years they've been outside. Um, so, you know, with what we had, um, it was a slow start, but, you know, the first four or five games I didn't score and I was getting all sorts of, uh, stick, you know, as they do with the Italians. And then you score a goal and it all changes. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, again, it was, you know, that 19, 20 year old age and it, it was, um, you felt the pressure then. That was the first time I really did feel pressure from the crowd. Um, you know, previous to that, you you had bad results at Swindon, but you didn't. It didn't bother you because you're just out there and you, and you didn't even think about the result. Um, you just wanted to play. Um, yeah. But that that made me grow up in that sense. But um, it was a long three years because I was homesick. Um, you know, being a young kid, you kind of want to go out a little bit you want to enjoy the social life as well and, and um, you know it wasn't there and and um, so that 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 kind of made it tough and, and obviously with your family a ways away it wasn't you didn't come home and see your mates and, and that kind of thing so it, it was just different in that way but um you know i, I, I felt once I started scoring um, you, you you kind of uh, relax a little bit enjoy the soccer again and um You know, it turned out quite well for me.
0: Yeah, come back to Southampton, twenty goals, seventy-five games, and not County Rangers, and then you'd end up at Everton. How did did the the move to Everton come about?
1: Um, That was where um, Graham Sharp, I think, was moving on, um, and they needed needed a striker with some experience that wasn't too expensive. and, um, you know, it played at that level. So, you know, it, it was when it, the news came in that, um, you know, I, I was wanted by Everton. Obviously, Howard Kendall um, was a great player in his own right. And, and it's Everton, when I played against him with Southampton, they are always a difficult team to play against, well-supported. and um, You know, in that environment, as a kid, nearly gone to Liverpool, um, you know, you, you have a sense of what it really means um, up there. So so at the end of the day, I, I wasn't, you know, getting too many looks because Mark Haley was the number nine at um, Rangers. So, uh, yeah. you know, I, I wanted to give it a go and and um, really excited
0: to, to get the opportunity to go there. Didn't work. Didn't work out too badly at all, did it? Uh, shined on the... the... The day before the first game of the season, and played against Sheffield Wednesday on the the Saturday in a 1 1 draw in a game that I thought Barry Orm was going to be a goal scorer midfield player because he actually scored for us that day. How, how wrong can you be? <laughs> <laughs> I, think he only, I think he only scored another one, and that was in that Wimbledon game with the yeah, Screamer as well. I round. watched that the <laughs> other day,
1: actually. I was watching that. It was quite funny. It was a cracking goal, wasn't it? When he scores, he makes it work for a
0: really while, well, you know? Oh, not bad. Not bad, not bad, but um, yeah, just look, I was going through that, the, obviously the first season and 24 games with three Premier League goals, but you were coming into a side that was, you know, Howard was trying to put some kind of marker down with it, but it wasn't the greatest Everton side, obviously at the time he we was struggling a bit. How did you find it when you came in? I mean, your second game for us, we beat United 3-0 at Old Trafford, if you remember, that was the, the, the obviously the first Premier League season, so.
1: Yeah that, that it was a tough first uh, season obviously um you know there was a lot of uh, it wasn't a good dressing room because there was a lot of older players that were about to move on and there was um you know some new players that had come on they they people weren't getting on well with each other so the dressing room wasn't the best to be fair no. um yeah and um you know with um obviously the pressure of of getting results a club like Everton, which it always is every year, I watch. Even now, you know, if you're halfway in the table, it's not good enough, especially with the money they're spending. But um, that said, you know, it, it was. Um, I knew it would be tough. I, I, I said it before. It, uh, I was in a um, in the stand. I was injured with a cup game against Bolton. Uh, we were two 0 up. It was about 15 minutes to go. We lost three two, um, and then the fans. Turn around and having a go at me, and you know, having a go, and, and, and totally understand their frustration. Um, but uh, I, I just said to my wife, it, you know, gosh, this could be a quickie here. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it ended up being really, really cool. You know, the first season um, outside of that, everything else I really enjoyed. And as that season went, uh, moved forward, I felt more comfortable playing. But um, obviously, I had to start off well, in the, the second second season. Um,
0: otherwise, I wasn't going to stay there. I mean, the fir- the, your first league goal for us was the winner, at Forest, which was a, a brilliant header from uh, a Bob the Pole cross. You put that away and we won 1-0 at Forest. You know, scored against uh, Southampton, your former team, scored against Middlesbrough. Couple in the Cup. So, I mean, coming into a team that was struggling and, like you say, not a great dressing room. Uh, you know... It, what makes well it doesn't make me laugh, but that story there you're saying about the fans having a go at you when you weren't playing. I mean, you'd scored in the first Bolton game in the FA Cup, and then you have to sit there and people are having a go at you. So very we're not all like that, Paul.
1: <laughs> no, I, no. I, and again, when you like because I'd stayed there so long, and, and the way that they eventually treated you was it was fabulous. And, and all I talk about is Everton now. Um, you know, I, I still love Southampton. It's my home club, but Everton is where I really feel a relationship with. Um, it's just purely frustration. It is at any time. You know that they're, they're proud people, and you know it costs a lot of money to come to games. And um, you know if, if, if players aren't performing, it is what it is, and you you've got to expect some of that. Um, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know um, you can't control everything and no. um, you know you have the good times your bad times and when you get the good ones you know like the fa cup like the you know scoring at ipswich staying up that was one of my best moments probably better than the fa cup just because the importance of it um mm. and, and obviously the, the wimbledon game yeah you know but you don't want too many of those days.
0: thankfully no no <laughs> no no, we really don't Well, your second season Six goals in 24 games So doubled your league goals Started we, I mean, we started that season Really well Three wins on the run Yeah We scored the winner Against um, Man City, I think In the week Yeah and We beat yeah. them 1-0 in the second game You scored the winner Sliding in at the park end I seem to remember And, yeah. um But, obviously Going through that season The man who signed you Howard Kendall You know, we beat We beat Southampton At home 1-0 And, uh I remember driving home from the game. It was in my dad's car, going home from the game, and he'd resigned. And it was we were puzzled as fans. But did you see that coming as a player? Did it? Or was, uh, it was it a shock to you?
1: Yeah, because he—you he, he, never knew what he was thinking. I um, mean, he, he was such a lovely guy. He really was. Yeah. Um, you know, more of a kind of friend to the the team than than the manager. You know, and so right. it's, it's, it, I, I don't think the discipline was there enough. Um, mm. And the fitness you know right. you okay. see when we, we uh we moved on a couple of years on in, in dogs of war we were so fit and sharp and we yeah. we all knew our jobs but there we were it's almost like playing off the cuff you know and, and oh, okay. you know so, so it wasn't so structured but um you know what i can say with with, with kendall is that i love being around him he made you feel wanted and, and uh, he made you feel good he was he was a lovely man, you know, and, and mm-hmm. um you know coach wise I, I I don't know all the all the time yet he, he did a fantastic job for a certain certain time and you know I, I think there was much better players um before um than than there were at uh, the time I was there, including myself, mm-hmm. you know. When I'm looking at uh, Andy Gray, for instance, you know, yeah. I, I touch Andy Gray, he he was fabulous. He he was one of those that I learned had to head the ball from. He wasn't the biggest guy, but his time and his braveness was was um, fabulous, and that's what I learned from. Um, so, you know, it was that type, uh, time, um, and we had a change, and, uh, you know,
0: things move on. Mike Walker, obviously, Jimmy Gabriel took over, and we had that, I mean, really, without without putting any blame on Jimmy Gabriel. That, we lost six of those seven games he was in charge of and that was what really dragged us into to what then became obviously a relegation battle for the second half of the season because when Howard went I think we were eighth in the league so we we were okay we were doing okay and then obviously Mike Walker was the was the up and coming manager so to speak and uh, he came in and but by the time he come in, we were in a little bit of trouble, weren't we? Did, did you feel that as players over that Christmas period, that just things just weren't, you know, we just couldn't get any any kind of formula going, I suppose?
1: No, because we didn't have a
0: plan. There, there, there was no plan that came
1: in. That that was the difference between uh, Willie Donnelly coming in and Joe Royal, two different people. One nice, got yeah. good cop, bad cop. But the, the bad cop is the one that, didn't stand for anything and that that group there with Walker um you know Jimmy gave like phenomenal player fabulous guy you know but too just too nice for and he didn't want to upset anyone and he he was kind of pushed into that I think but he yeah he's a lovely man and and I I enjoyed his company um but uh yeah Walker was um I, I think if you look at even Norwich in in He might disagree, and and a lot of Norwich fans might, but I thought he he got that job. He walked into that job when they were a top team anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. He he had a lot of good players at Norwich. Um, But, you know, he he came in, and it's nothing to do with a personal side. He didn't fancy me, but I I would never say that about anyone. Uh, There just wasn't structure. There just wasn't a work ethic that you could say to yourself, all right, We got a chance to get out of here and push on and and do something. It just wasn't there and I think um, as time went on fans realised that um, you could see if you asked any player majority of players I would say um, they would say the same thing you know um, we needed something there that we could work off you can't you can't play off the cuff at at that level it just doesn't work and, and structure is a be all and end or, and if you if you you know it, it can be different. we were dogs of war, and then you look at you know um, man City, they play terrific soccer. Um, but he he's planned that. he worked on that, and he made those players you know over time, understand that this is how it works. Now you can do your individual stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was it was never going to work. And, um, you know, and again, I thought I, I would be moved, moved on and uh, wouldn't be a part of it. So um, it came to such a situation that they decided to make a change, thankfully, at the right time. And we still don't have time to change it and turn it around. And, you know, obviously, you know what happened after.
0: Before we, just, we get on to Joe Royal, just with, I've asked Neville, this Neville Southall, Says all you need to know about Mike Walker. (laughs) He's not as a you know what Nev's like, Paul. Nev's not, Nev's not, uh, you know, backwards in in coming forward. He's honest, he's honest, you know. He he (laughs) has told me some things about Mike Walker, let's leave it there. But that Wimbledon game, you touched on it before, obviously. Things had happened and we'd found ourselves needing to win that game, you know. the... The final game of the season and playing them when they were a side weren't they? The tough yeah, they side, were. big team, tough yeah. team. I mean, what was that? Like, what was that like to be involved in? You know, you're at the club and all of a sudden, you know, the park ends being knocked down and people are in trees and stands getting built and everything was crazy, wasn't it? It, it was, and, and
1: the, you know, started with the, the day of the game of, of driving. Um, bus from the training grounds parking our cars there and not at the stadium because of you know the aftermath if we did go down um, and um, you know then you get there and and the tension is that that not just the game but the whole build up to it the whole week of it um, it, it was all you could think of you couldn't sleep um, you didn't want to be a part of that team that Get ready, get it. Anyway, so you you get in there, and then you you hear this is the biggest roar. And, and I've been in some big games, you know, the, the Celtic Rangers and all that sort of thing. But this, that roar, that particular day, never stopped, never dropped. Two nil down after I think about twelve minutes, and you're going. And, and then again, we look. I looked at the tape, and I saw a couple of uh, Holdsworth missed a couple of absolute sitters. Um, late on. But, uh, you know, you're 2-0 down and we get a cracking goal uh, to bring us back into the game. And you're in there at half-time and we're down. And you've got a lot to do. It and, and Wimbledon don't care about anyone. It not anyway. matter if it's Liverpool Man United. It, 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 they don't care. They come and play the same way and they, they never give up. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, to be fair, at half-time, the dressing room was... Wasn't what it, you'd think it would be, screaming and shouting. It was just, it was pretty calm. Um, everyone kind of understood that we had to go out there and give it everything. Um, again, the only way you really could do that is by the way that the fans treated us. They never once dropped their standard of, of, of keeping on our side. It was amazing 2 nil down. You had a deaf silence for about five seconds, and that roar came back in. Um, I've never heard anything like it and, and that, that's what kept us going and that's what got us the result I believe.
0: Yeah, and unbelievable, unbelievable, so, you know, never want to experience that again, thank you, that was, uh, wasn't was great but we, we come out we come out the other side of it, obviously into the next season, Um started that, I mean you scored on the opening day of the season with Graeme Stewart against Villa, you put us 2-1 up and I think Dean Saunders equalised and we just couldn't, even though we we led in another game 2 0 and threw it away. I think it was QPR. There was things just weren't going, but you saying that there was no structure, it's not likely to, is it? And then uh, you know, we decided to make the change, get the first win against West Ham, draw at Norwich, we make the change and then Joe Royal and Willie Donochie come in and we play Liverpool, but bottom of the league. We play Liverpool who were third in the table. You know, a chance to go top, I think, that night and uh, Big Duncan and then you Get us three massive, massive points into your Royals' opening game. Hmm. Yeah,
1: that was... Um, it, it was in the way that they came in. We went into the gym uh, and Winnie Donald, he said, this is this is how we're going to do it. And if, if there's anyone here that doesn't want to do it, off you go. And obviously no one did, but it was just work right, work right. and and organization everyone understanding this is your job no more right now this is what we need and you know we worked on it worked on it and if if you were coming to watch training you go jesus i'd hate to watch that i hate to be involved in that every day but it was what was needed and and Mm. you know um i i think that when we went out to the liverpool game it was probably the ideal game if you can't get up for that one you can't get up for any game and uh you know it was great atmosphere again and, and you know liverpool fans were uh sending all sorts of messages out there at that time free was a run run down to the game and you know it, it was um a pretty slow start by us um they had a couple of opportunities and, and we were looked a little bit nervous but uh built ourselves in the game and duncan himself um great great goal and uh, that's what he was really strong at um bullying people, and, uh, you know, that, that gave us a, an opportunity to to work on being 1-0 up, but like you said earlier, that, that we were throwing those things away. Um, but that, but now we had a plan with the defensive side of it, that we'd stay strong and stay solid, and everyone knew their job and stuck to it. Um, and we had a lot of workers out there, you know, that were willing to do that. Duncan was... was a much, much better player than than I was um, in the respect that he had some serious pace. Um, he had a fantastic touch for a big man, you know, um, and he had great, great vision. Um, so he, he had a lot going for him and, and, you know, it made my job easier. He did all the bullying and, and I, I, I felt like I was a good technical, tactical player that could... Um, pick up the bits and then bring in the midfield and and use the white guys. But anyway, um, all said and done, you know, I got the opportunity to come on at halftime. Um, and it gave me enough time to get into the game. And, and, um, obviously the goal I felt it was one of, uh, not just important, but it was one of my best goals because it was so awkward. Um, Mm. and, and I, I didn't think I would get there. And the way that I came in and volleyed it, um, you know, went through someone's legs, so it's fortunate. But um, at the end of the day, I felt it was a really good goal. Um, But that did so much for your confidence. But that said, the next game I started. And and that confidence from that to that, I just felt like I could do anything because I had Duncan up there. I had a midfield that was um, so hard working so organized and so tough. I wouldn't want to play against Barry and Joe. They go through anything, you know. Um, and, um, yeah. And, and and we had a solid defense um, all of a sudden that were working on certain things that Willie had instructed us to do. We didn't leave gaps in the back. And, um, you know, that little run we went on of beating some really good teams at the time. Um, mm. You know, it was pretty impressive. Um, so that... You grow on that, and and obviously with with everything else with it, uh, the feel uh, feel good factor. The fans were were back again and, and enjoying their soccer. It just felt a much much better place.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it was incredible to watch the team perform. The West Ham win, which was the the last home game Walker had. Yeah. It was a nervy win, you know, yeah. you were throwing yourselves in the way of shots. We should have beat them by more, we had yeah. chances, but then they missed a couple at the end and it was nervy. The difference between that team and the team that took the pitch against Liverpool, or rather finished against Liverpool that night, who were a good side, Yeah, it was, it was like night and day. The the work rate, the ethic, I mean, was, was it something in terms of the fitness, was that... Did Joe and Willie notice that immediately? Was this like, listen, you aren't fit enough? Did you feel that as players at the time? Or are you just in that zone of this is what we do? You know, and, and you're thinking, I'm a pro, I'm fit.
1: Yeah, you, you do. You do. And then you have a wake-up call. But I I think along with the fitness, it wasn't just that. It was the mental side of It's mm-hmm. that, well, you know, if you're, like you said, if you're not on board, and I don't mean just your soccer or just wanting to be here or be in the team. It's like you have to throw yourself into this. Now, every pro should do that every time, Um, but we weren't. And, 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 you know, when you're not winning, the confidence, it's hard. There's times when I've been on the field in some games, not particularly with Everton, but in general, um, as an older player that you get scared of missing. Whereas a younger kid, well, I said earlier, you don't, you don't have that fear because you know the next one's I come I don't care the crowd; ever go. You don't even. Hear it. Um, but it, but it, and that's what that was. It was a whole confidence factor of what they brought, um, and and you can be the best player in the world. Everyone has a, a downside, a, 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 a bad time going through that. Um, I just, I just felt that. Um, You look in the dressing room. Everyone's talking. Everyone's buzzing. Everyone um, is looking forward to training now, and and looking forward to getting on the field. We were dreading getting on the field and thinking, "Don't want to let the fans down again." And it it doesn't matter what level you play that, you know, you go through that process. But uh, you know that Joe was so good to to just go into his office and even if it was nothing to do with anything, just have a chat. He's so welcoming. Um and you felt like um, you know, if there's any any problems anywhere that you could just talk to him as a as a normal person and, and you know, wouldn't go any further. So
0: um I, I just enjoyed that time with those guys. Yeah. Oh, absolutely outstanding. I mean, you scored the six days after that, you scored the winner at Chelsea. Yeah. Can you believe that can you believe that we still haven't won there in the league since you're header? I know I keep getting mentions
1: again. I keep living off those little. It's not a good thing. That's the problem. Um, I wanted like to change. But yeah, that, that's crazy. I actually scored another one in that game. But there was nothing wrong with it. I was I was mystified where he called it off. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, we we that was a good Chelsea team as well. They had a yeah. lot of talent. And, and uh, we just went out there and we just bumped them. You know, they they didn't have an answer to what we what we had because I think we. We just surprised everyone without giving them any kind of time. That was a lot of, um, you know, um, good solid players. Their midfield was excellent as far as tactical and technical, but work rate they were over the top a little bit, and, and uh, we took advantage. And uh, terrific win that was,
0: yeah. And a great win, and then then Leeds three 0 the following yeah. game, and great. three clean sheets on the run. You know, was in, was incredible, yeah. and. Yeah. goals coming you scored again in that the Leeds game and yeah we all of a sudden Joe's come in and we've got nine points from from yeah. nowhere and give ourselves a chance and an yeah. outstanding start yeah but
1: that's that's you know you you build on one to another to another you know and again when the Leeds game you have a little bit of luck um they they again were a good team um but they they um they gave us a little bit more room we, when we scored we scored again so it, it was quick goals, um, mm-hmm. and and everything was bouncing for us all of a sudden. But you know, going forward from that game, we lost a couple, but it, it still didn't deter you that the fact this this is right. We know mm-hmm. this is we know this is eventually going to work uh, more and more often, and and um, and that's the belief that you need, and that's what you know managers get paid for. Um, yeah, and, and and you know, again, Willie, I don't think Willie got enough. You know, sort of people recognizing how much he did, as well as uh, is is, uh, Joe, uh, in the respect of how hard he was working behind the scenes. He wasn't. He was doing one-on-ones with us. He was doing the back four alone, and then, you know, Joe would work with the forwards. And but his instruction was so clear, uh, and, and it wasn't complicated. But it made sense and, and that that's what I, I would really appreciate at the time.
0: Into the, you're right, we you know we lost a couple of games, but the confidence was still there. I mean, even Chef Weg come and beat us 4-1 yeah. over Christmas. But
1: it was which... never 4-1, yeah. That was the strangest game. We were 1-0 up on that one. It was a weird, weird game, but we didn't we didn't drop it, yeah.
0: But but for you playing with Duncan, because obviously there was so many many times in your career where you were the target man, even yeah. though you know, Duncan's a big lad, but you were the target man. Was that was that something to did you have to learn to play with a big man or did it just were you just like, well, great, he's gonna take the knocks and I can try to pick up the bits? Did it make your job easier or or what do you prefer being that focal point or not? It,
1: it did. I mean, I, I love playing with Tony Cotty as well. He was yeah. a, he's a good striker to work off. He's very yeah. clever, very intelligent. <clears throat> but what what it did for me was um, I still um, won my fair share of headers, but it, yeah. I didn't take all the knocks all the time. And, you know, and they, you see defenders at times were scared of Duncan because he wasn't scared of putting the elbow in and you know, and, and he was a clever player in that way. And, and, you know, even in training, I wouldn't want to come up against him. He, he, he just knows how to use that body well, like Shearer did when I was at Southampton. He was so clever. Um Yeah, it it, it totally gave me more energy. I I felt that I was, in this day and age, I would have been an eight. Um, I wasn't quick. Um, And Duncan on the run was quick. Um, So um, I I thought I had enough in my game to be able to work off that and still do some of that um, and then get into the box a little bit more often. So maybe that, therefore, I, I was getting more goals, you know.
0: Yeah. A really good partnership. You scored your first cup goal in the the five nil against Norwich. We'd had a we beat Derby County in the third round. Oh. wasn't a great game. Hinchcliffe scored late on, and then Bristol City away. I mean, I still I still don't know today. Still, twenty five years later, how how we got through that game because we got battered. Didn't we and then Matt we had Matt Jackson in before Chris. Well, before Christmas, and even he was like, Yeah, yeah I, I don't know what happened that day. I just hit it with me swinger and it. It goes yeah. into the net. For, uh... I apologise
1: to the City fans after the game. That was, uh, yeah, we were shocking, shocking. These breaks. Um And then you, you, that's what you need, though. A little bit of luck that you, you know, sometimes don't get. But, uh, yeah, that was a big, great escape that was. Should, it could never have been. So No, but
0: name but on the cup, stuff, on it?
1: Yeah, but after that, we, you know, it wasn't an easy run all the way through to the final. All good teams, um, mm. so at the end of the day, um, you know, we, we earned that right, I think, in the way that we were playing. Um, that is where we got too big for our boots, but we learned from that in the Derby game and the next one. Derby game was tough. It wasn't an easy mm. game, um, but then, you know, like you say, the, the Newcastle game was, a, was a, a good game. They were a side, weren't they? They were a good they were, side. They were um and a great goal uh, to win the game and you know and then, and then you you get the tottenham and it is just I, I just felt on that day and i think the group did that tottenham for for the team they were individually i mean great forwards um their defense was their weakness we just felt right. we could exploit that um because they weren't fabulous and in the air uh, tottenham was one of my more favoured teams to play against because they played it the right way, but they never seemed to have um, central defenders that would, you know, were, were tough guys. You know, they they were just technical, smart players, good soccer players, but not not particularly good in the air. So I always felt that I would score against, them, I just have a feeling against certain teams. But uh, yeah, it, it
0: was. Um, it was unusual, unusual one. What What was it What was it like coming out of Ellen Road that day? Because the way they distributed the tickets, they gave Spurs that big stand, which yeah. they had, but we had the three sides of it. Being a fan in that ground that day it just felt like a home game. It was just blue everywhere. So what was it like for the players coming out onto Ellen Road that day? Well, it
1: was fabulous for us because you, you look round and you you realise, where, where, where are the Tottenham fans? And even though they got that big stand, we never heard of it. Uh, no. The fact is, we never gave them a chance to start singing. Uh, we got the mm. first goal, and from then onwards, we never looked back. Was The game was never a game, I don't think. We we just stunned them. You know, I, I think at that time, everyone wanted the Tottenham Man United final. And, and um, you know, we were having none of that. And, and our fans were, again, exceptional. Um, and it, it was you know, we, to be fair, how do we get Ellen Road? Because that's not far from us compared to Tottenham. And so everything was on our side. And, and um, you know, that again, in, in itself, that was a strange game. Matt, Matt
0: Jackson scoring a, a header, um, putting us up and then, you know, we score another goal. And, and We need to chat about you in this. Hang on, we need to chat about you. Because first of all, you'd almost make it 2-0 and and Graham Stewart puts in your shot, doesn't he? It's a good save, a good save from the keeper, and Graham Stewart rolls it in for 2-0, which is incredible. Great finish. I underestimated that finish. Yeah, great finish. But but what what happens? Because you went down injured. And obviously, we've heard all the stories from Joe and, you know, from Ammo and the press that he subbed himself on. Well, you were getting treatments on the far side, weren't you?
1: I said to the
0: physio, I go, he's not... Effing bringing him on, is he? I,
1: I, I, I'm going back on. Tell him. But it was just one of those things where, you know, I, I all the way back as I was walking around, um, the fans give me a fantastic reception. But I was effing and blind. and I was gone. You know, how did, how did this happen? But you know, once you get on then, and then he comes on, his scores straight away. What can you say? And, and that, that guy was such a happy guy. He's yeah. a cool guy and, and uh, you know, he's a top young player at the time. And, and uh, in essence, it, it, was, it was fortunate for me because my knee was damaged. Um, and, and um, you know, in a way, he did me a favour because I would probably not made the final. I was struggling to make it as it was um, mm. through the treatment. But, uh, yeah, he, he came on, he lit it up and um, it was a different type of player.
0: Um, that they couldn't handle, and and uh, you know, it worked out for everyone. Yeah, it's just it's a mad one, and obviously it, it is lucky that he came on, obviously, because we we wouldn't have wanted to lose you for that vital last few games. And it, I mean, it was such a mad it was such a mad game. Him coming on, and I suppose his pace in on the counter attack near the end yeah. probably played into it, because yeah. I mean that was yeah. the only goal we conceded in the whole cup run. Yeah, and it wasn't even a penalty. Yeah. Sherringham bought the penalty, didn't he? With the, right, yeah. you know, he was very clever, very clever, and bought the pen. But
1: yeah, it was, uh, you know, but but he he, you know, he's an elegant player anyway, uh, Sherringham, very good. Player. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think for any minute in that game that we felt we were going to lose that. It was just we were so relaxed. It was just a reward for for getting out of the, the mess we were in. This was a bonus all the way through. Other than the, the Bristol City game, I, you know, a lot of us have talked about it. Is that it just felt comfortable going through in every game? You know, the Newcastle game, even though um, it might have been different in Newcastle, but you know, playing in in, that, in our our home ground, um, you just didn't feel like you're going to lose that game. And, and you know, going to Tottenham and, and and then even the final, you know, it's just it, it's it's our
0: our time. Um and, and such the belief of the team, you know. We'll come on to the final because you still scored a massive goal for us before yeah. the final. But yeah. you, you mentioned it, you mentioned it right, you know, right before. But we got we were on that really good run. And I remember we had three own games on the run. We had Southampton, Wimbledon and Chelsea in a week, all at Goodison, and it was win one draw, one was sound, you know, we'll 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 more or less be okay. And we we drew all three of them. 2 nil nils and a 3-3, um, which meant we ended with two away games, didn't we? We went up to Ipswich, which was a real tricky game because they were difficult to go to Portman Road, but you come up with a, a massive goal that night, didn't you, to secure our status?
1: Yeah, actually, I think that's when the team realised, let's just get it done. Let's get this out the way, give ourselves a game um, to, to enjoy before, before the final so that we can work on stuff. Um, it's which was our weakest opponent. Uh, they they weren't doing particularly well, um, but given how far that is away, and on a on a weekday, peeing down with rain, the the fans are phenomenal. It's just it, it was just excellent. It was we never we never felt like we were going to lose that game. Uh, it, it was one 0 but it it should have been more than that. Um, you know, and after that game was where you just say, hey, we can just enjoy these next two games. Even though it's, it's the last home game of the season to thank the fans and then, obviously, Wembley, um, you're going to enjoy it. You know, if, if you've got that last game you're still worried about uh, relegation, it's a, it's a big issue. So we got that out of the way. That The goal was kind of a fluky goal, um, but it was an important one. And, um, you know, that, that was... That was actually a better feeling than the FA Cup because of the importance again it just is yeah. you know, it is you can win a cup but if you're not in the top uh, league then what does that all mean anyway so um, you know going home on that trip we had a, we had a great trip back enjoyed it um, and uh, you know you just preparing for the for the final so yeah
0: a, I mean it was such a, it was a huge win and it well you right it just we had still had Coventry away and it was just, there. everything was done then. All, everyone was like, forget the Coventry game, we're all, it's Wembley now. And, and you know, obviously in that little period, we'd lost Duncan as well, haven't we, got a groin injury, so we had you struggling, we had Duncan struggling as well. So, you know, I think don't come on at, at Coventry the last half an hour or whatever, and we ended up drawing, but then you were saying you were struggling in the week of the cup final?
1: Yeah, I, I, like just just with pain um, um, on my uh, ACL um, inside, and um, you know I, I felt that I'd be um, okay for the final, but um, you know it, it was one where I couldn't play the Coventry game, and, and Joe was good enough to to give me a rest, um, and obviously that that shows the importance of winning it, which gave me yeah. an opportunity to do that, but. What I'd always think about is that um, I think when you look at the final, and then you look at Duncan's on the bench, and I'm starting, that 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 amazes me because it, it is, know, it's probably not right because he's he's far superior than I was, um, but I think that um, you know I, I was in good scoring form, whereas Duncan wasn't scoring as many. Um, it was a good season for me, and I, I just felt like I could score every game. I think that was where Joe Royal uh, made that decision on, on I think, of that kind of premises that you, I, I would deliver. Um, I actually came off at half-time, and Duncan came on and, and did a great job for us. Um, but I, I was really surprised that I was starting in that game, so um, I'm thankful for it, and uh, you know things worked out, so it was good.
0: I mean, you've you ended the season with 14 goals in 29 games. So, you know, you were our top scorer. One and two in the Premier League. is That was just Premier League goals, by the way. That you know, I think it was something like 17, 18 or whatever or overall. So, you fully deserved your place. I mean, I love Duncan, but he, he was never that, you know, you've never scoring that kind of goal. That you, you know, that many goals that you were getting, he was more the focal point and... So for me, there was it was a no-brainer that you were starting. I remember being in the crowd and it was it was whether Duncan was gonna make it on the bench and him and Amakati were on the bench and that gave everyone a boost. But being in this, I've said this to Matt Jackson, it was so weird. We were we were on, we were a team that had you'd scored the goal only ten days earlier. Um but that second half of the season we were on a great run. We beat United at home and things like that. And I was that confident going to Wembley against a team that had lost the league on the last day of the season. Yeah. So, you know, a week before, we're going for the double. Yeah. And when Graham Stewart hits the bar, I didn't follow the ball. I just looked at the net, expecting the ball to (laughs) hit the net. Yeah. And so, it hits the net. I'm expecting it anyway. So, I didn't realise you'd score the first, because obviously, Bedlam breaks out, doesn't it? I've just seen the ball hit the net. Right. And then... Running everywhere, tears in my eyes, and everything. Yeah. So it was. But you, your that team had just created that for our fans that we just expected to beat the team. That now, when I think about it at this, end, I'm like, how did I expect us to just beat United? Then we were 15th in the league, and they were second. But that's how good a run that team had turned in in that second half of the season.
1: Yeah, and again, that goes down to management. I mean, obviously, the players, you, you do your part. But without the leadership, um, it's very difficult. And that that that's why we, the importance of having a solid manager that not just understands the game, that's why Pep, I, I love him, because he's such a manager's uh, player's manager, um, but he's so smart with everything. There's not many of them around.
0: Mm.
1: I won't mention Klopp, but at the end of the day, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, I think we've got one now with Angelotti. I think he's fabulous, you know, with the experience. I played against him in Italy, um, fabulous player. Um, and I just think that, that it was a great um, manager to bring in at this time with such a, a strong squad, I think he can bring it together. Um, but yeah, it, it, that, that's, what, that's what belief is. And, and that's, that's why, you know, to um, win games, it, it, you have to have belief, not just ability. Um, you look at Man United, they've got a lot of ability. But they have they have no kind of concept of team play in my in my eyes um, right now. Uh, they've improved, but they're still there and over there, and that's what we were. And then all of a sudden, you know, we still lost games, but we we knew why. And and, and sometimes it was just pure good finish, and Sometimes it was, uh, you know, we we didn't finish our chances, but there was a reason for it. Um, but going to the cup final and, and playing in front of um, you know, again, it felt like a home game. It really did. It's just, it's just whether Everton, Evertonians are louder or not, I don't know. But it just, you couldn't hear anything else but, but them. And, um, you know, when, when we were out there, if, if you look at the entire game, we were outplayed. Um, mm. But then, you know, they, they had some great players at the time. They had a solid defence that didn't concede much. And as you said, they were second in the league. But they had something really to come out. They didn't want to come out empty-handed. That was a danger for us. We were so mm. we were going out and enjoy it. So there was there wasn't pressure in the way that it would normally be, like you know the the last game is seen. You've got to stay up. It wasn't that, so it wasn't there, and you didn't feel it. You just enjoyed the occasion, and I can remember every minute of it. But you know, Man United, the, the best part for me in in you know, you understand how it me, how much it means to Man United um, fans and, and, and their team is when we went in to the bar afterwards and we saw six or seven of them over there, silenced, not, not a word to each other, looking over at our table. And we're just loving it. And they're going, did we just lose to that? You know, and you could see it in their mind, disgust. But that's soccer. And I don't mm. think they respected us enough. Um, and again, we Neville Southall had a phenomenal game and, and uh, Dave Watson was un- unreal in the middle there. Um, it really was a defensive play rather than, you know, everyone remembers the goal, but, you know, the, the way that we defended as a group um, was what was brought in at the start of the season, you know, and, and, and it stood us um, well over that whole season. Right to the last game, and, and that was a difference. But you know, at times to win a cup, you need luck, you just do. Um, and um, we certainly had it on the day. So, but what a great day! What a great day! I
0: bet you, I bet you didn't think that 25 years later we still won the one another trophy after there, after you'd scored that day. No, it's crazy. It...
1: And that's the sad part. It it really is. Because, I mean, you know, we've had a lot better teams overall. Um, You know, the club has spent a lot of money. I said this before. It is, it's a little bit disconcerting when you're spending hundreds of millions um, that they had that kind of money. Joe didn't have that kind of money at the time. And I felt that he could have pushed it on. But, um, you know, there are some managers that have come to the to Everton. You know, I'm not going to name names that I, I thought were poor choices. And then, you know, there's a couple that they've done really well with. Um, but uh, the one we have now, I, I really like him. I like the way he comes across, the way he talks. Um, he's done it and seen it as a player. Um, but he's managed for a long, long time now. Some great teams. Um, and um, I, I think we've got it right now. And it's just just getting the right mixture of players Um, and and it's it's never easy but um, you know I I think that we're on the right track now and you know new stadium and all that sort of thing um, it's on the up and up and you know again it's a fabulous club so yeah I'm pretty sure you know this this (laughs) inconsistency um, I I do think that this will go away with this coach you know, some of the other coaches have been unlucky to a certain extent, some of them have just been poor um, you know. And, and again you've got to do it in a way that is acceptable to um, Everton fans, you know the way that we played that year and won the FA Cup if we had played through that the next year and the next year they wouldn't have accepted that because it wasn't a good enough product to watch often enough mm. um, I, ju- I just felt that you know, we finished fifth the next year, but we, he changed some players and he brought in a couple of really special players and we were playing different types of soccer and, and it still suited us because um, he changed it up in certain ways. And I just I just hope that, um, you know, we continue that um, with the group we have now, a lot of good young players um, that are exciting and, and will be top-notch players, but um, you have to have the right mixture. So...
0: Definitely. I mean, the next season we obviously you just said we brought Andre and in in the summer. We we beat Blackburn in the Charity Shield and won that, and they were champions. And it was it seemed as though we were we were going somewhere. You know, we ended up finishing sixth in the end. We were fifth, weren't we? And, and ended up finishing sixth. But you know, we won at Anfield. You set the uh, Andre and yeah. goal up with a, a wonderful cross. Yeah, never been um, a, never
1: been on a losing team. Uh, when I was at Everton against Liverpool. So, that, well, that was that was a lucky team for me. Again, every other team I'd never won against Liverpool shows up from once with Southampton. Um But, yeah, I mean, it, it's... Um, when, when you look at all of that and, and some of the games that we played, that, that's what I'm saying about the timing. The, the owner now um, is willing to put money in that he has. Um, I, I think the previous owners... Put everything they had in, um, but they just didn't have enough. Um, and, and, and if they had, I think that reinvestment at that time would have made a huge difference and they would have kicked on. You know, they mm. they, they, they needed to change several players out, and, it, and there was a lot of money and they just didn't have it. So, it, timing is everything again.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, going into your last season, obviously. We finished season six. Went out to poor... I was going to talk about poor Fail, but let's leave it. It was depressing. <laughs> going out to them on a replay wasn't great. Um, but going into what what turned out to be your final season, I mean, were you expecting it to come to to come to an end so so quickly?
1: Yeah. He, he, he,
0: um, when you're
1: my age, um, and you know the future is coming through. There, there's no reason. Um, for them not to change out an older player that, particularly if I still had pace, um, well, I say still, I never had pace, but um, if if I, if I was uh, a little bit younger, then maybe I'd, I'd have probably hung in there a little bit longer. But you could see the writing on the wall and, and it was a good time to finish um, for me. Um, the fans were phenomenal to me and, and I want to leave on a good note. And I just felt that, you know, going to China wasn't an, a kind of ideal place to go to, but the opportunity to go there for the money. And I, I always said that I went for the money because it was it was tax-free and, um, you know, it was a totally different option, idea. Um, I didn't really want <clears throat> to go to a, a lower team than Everton. I want to finish at a top club. Um, So this this is just a good opportunity. It it was a nine-month season, so you know I felt that if it didn't work out, then I could come back and play some months. But uh, you know, it wasn't the nicest place. Lovely people, Chinese people are so genuine and and, and very nice people. But uh, you know, it was a horrible life experience as far as uh, living it week in, week out. But you know, you you see another side and you appreciate what you have when you come back. Um, and uh, you know the, the Chinese people were, were superb I had a South African player I played with um, that was a good player um, but it was <clears throat> I did I did really well um, and, and it was the right time to go there and, and I could still do a good job I just didn't think I could do a good job for Everton and, you know I didn't want to finish a bitter and twisted season um, with the fans I just felt that you know
0: they they looked after me and and it was time to move on. So, the, just two things from that season. Then first and first of all, was it a surprise when Joe left? Because it it surprised us as fans. Yeah, yeah. You
1: you don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but uh, yeah, that really did surprise me. Um, and it's it's a bit sad to be honest um, how, it, how it happened in the end. Um, but you know that, that that's soccer. You know when you look at the last sort of um, ten years of Everton, and, and how many coaches have moved on. I, I just hope this is one where we have that stability of four or five years. And, and, and really, if you look at all the best teams, the teams that have done really well over time, the managers have been there for a long time. You know, um, if you look at Liverpool, Man United with Ferguson, and, and, and uh, Man City, he's been there four years, five years now. They're all his players. Um, and it does take that much of time. It, it, people don't get that much time now. But um, you know, I, I just believe that we have the right person now, um, and that uh, you know,
0: it, it, it is what it is. So fingers crossed, it works out. Just so your last appearance for Everton was obviously Dave Watson took over for a couple of games, and you weren't involved. And then I don't know whether you were injured or you, you just weren't involved. But then. You asked. You were asked to play in centre midfield against the uh, Tottenham at home, and we win. The you were absolutely brilliant. I think you were man of the match. We won the game one nil. Gary Speed scored uh, early on, and and then you left on a motorbike, and that was the last we saw of you. I mean, how did the <laughs> how did the midfield thing come about, and and what was the story with the motorbike? Well, um, it, the, the game itself. Um...
1: We, I think we had an injury um, in midfield and I just said I could do a job um, there because um, I'd played with Glasgow Rangers as a centre-half in a couple of games. I got man and match there and then, because it's Scotland, you know, at the time, Rangers were magnificent. They they could beat anyone. Um, I, I don't mean that about Scottish soccer. Scottish soccer, is it, it was good. It was a good league, but, um, you know, and then, I, I told the coach that I, I felt i could do a good job you know um i was fit and i could get around the field um and i and i again i thought i had decent vision so um it worked out um really well. It, it was a it was a good game um and it was a tight game but uh, you know speedy came in with a with a great goal like he did uh, fabulous player um and it and it just worked out for us you know it it was it was um a really, really enjoyable way to leave the club, um, kind of almost take him out of danger. Um, but I was supposed to. Uh, Dave Watson told me, I, I, "You're staying for the Liverpool game," and I and I said, "I can." Otherwise, his deal's going to go sideways. Uh, I said, I, "I'm begging you, to let me go." Um, and in the end, he said, "Yeah, you can go," which is, you know, cool of him. Um, and and obviously. Getting out of the dressing room, and then you know, someone told me I had so much time to get to to the plane. And um, he said, "You ain't gonna make it by car. I've got a buddy that, um, you know, we got a motorbike ready for you." So ran out of there, ran out of the dressing room, um, jumped on the bike, and, and trying to beat all the traffic. It was it was crazy. And people double-take him they could see who it was. It's like, what the hell's going on there? You know, it's just just weird. And yeah, uh, you know, wanna. Crazy
0: life. So there you go. What a what what a way to finish your Everton career. Just <laughs> on the back of a mo Kep, kept us up. Finished, a win. That's, that's kept it. us up. We won the game and you, yeah. you get off to the airport on a motorbike like Jason Bourne. Not a bad <laughs> not a bad way to uh, not a bad way to finish. Yeah. Not a bad way to finish. I mean you you'd ended up. You were in China, you come back, went to play for Kansas City Wizards over in, in the States and then back to China and then ended up on Merseyside with Wacky again at, uh, at yeah. Tramia? Yeah.
1: Um, the strangest, strangest game, in, in a way, the saddest game for me was um, when I came back to Everton. And, um, you know, we, we, we beat them in the FA Cup and we're down the bottom with, with um, Tramia. We're not doing particularly well. And that was, you know, kind of took me back to where we were. That, that particular game, they, they stopped trying. And, and we were doing that you know and you could yeah. see the fans but but um you know i had a I came off about 10 15 minutes towards the end and the fans gave me a great reception and then um, the everton fans phenomenal jeez you know tears to your eyes stuff it was it was just immense uh, their team's losing three nil to us um and, and it's a derby really and and uh, to get that kind of reception was
0: just great incredible well you deserved it for you know scored us FA Cup winning goals and kept us in the Premier League and played in midfield and escaped on a bike, you know, you deserve that you deserve that kind of uh, that kind of send off. Um just the final thing, Paul, because I really do appreciate you giving up so much of your time to have a, a chat. It's been, been absolutely fantastic. You mentioned it before, but obviously the club has plans to to leave Goodison Park and move on to Bramley Moore Dock. What do you think, you know, what do you think we'll we'll miss or what will you miss about Everton not being at Goodison Park, having played there so many times?
1: Well, you know, I played this so many times, not just um as an Everton player, but also as a player coming to that atmosphere and that ground. And you know, things have to move on, they just do. But I just hope it doesn't become a Southampton. I, I don't feel that the atmosphere there was if if you ever were at the Dell, which I'm sure you were, um mm. that was that was why they did so well. That was such a tough place for anyone to go and play. Um and I feel that part of, you know, the, the Goodison been there forever, and it's one of those stadiums where, you know, it, it's just it takes time to, to fit into a new one and, and get used to it and whatever, but there's so many memories for so many people, and um, but, you know, life moves on and it has to, it has to you know, they have to have bigger crowds there's a lot of people get locked out because um, the stadium's not big enough, and it, and it is old, and you know, they pay good money so they should have better facilities to to watch the game in. Um, And I I think in the long run, you know, it's it's a good thing. You know, you look at the Tottenham Stadium and then you look at the Goodison's and it's not good enough for Evertonians. It's not. It needs to be a new stadium. So you have to kind of look at it that way. Um, But it'll be a sad day. It will. Um, And, um, you know, you, you always have good memories of that place and, when it's no longer there, um it would be strange for a lot of people to walk
0: by there and not see the stadium. So. Yeah. I hope I hope you get back before we leave it and Jordan well, and, and I, the other lads.
1: Will. And I will. I will for sure. Yeah, I haven't been
0: back. Pet, Pets just passed me that to show you. <laughs> 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 Kansas City Wizards shit. Because you played for them, so there you go. <laughs> There you go. Uh, what are you up to now? Then obviously you live in the states. Before we go, what are you? Are you coaching?
1: Or yeah, you... yeah. I'm coaching kids. I I have um, three age groups. I coach right now. Um, it, it kind of just under the DA level, um, and so they're U8s, 13s, uh, 15s, and 17s. So I have a good mixture of all sorts, you know, and it's just, it's a fun time. I, I, I really enjoy my coaching. Um, it's a great little club um, that does it the right way. We're connected with RSL uh, Salt Lake, which is yeah. the MLS team. And yeah, uh, we, we send all our our best players up to their academy. And we have our own academy at the same time. So uh, the, the, the club has really grown. And um, it's just, it, it's a good life for me, you know, I, I I train in the evenings, um, you know. I go to California. That that's our wave games. California, Vegas. Um, so so it's it's not all bad, you know. And and the, again, it's something I really enjoy. I stayed in the game, and um, you know, as a family, we love it. Now my two kids are coaching college, uh, and they love the soccer game. So it's it, it's it's great
0: for us. Outstanding. What are they, You deserve it, mate. Enjoy it, enjoy that 108 degrees heat that you're having there. While we we switch our heaters on over here. But uh, <laughs> listen, Paul, thank you so much well, for taking for the your time. Hey, great right. right interview. I, I really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Was it was outstanding. And uh pass the our best wishes on to Jordan because we we speak to Jordan through Twitter and all that. So. Oh, okay, Very and, right. and obviously, you miss us for sorting it as well. Outstanding, Caroline. There. Uh, so, thanks. Yes, Stay man. safe. Yep. Stay safe and hopefully, hopefully you'll get to chat to you again at uh, some stage in the future. Okay. Thanks thanks so much, Paul. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Take care. The brilliant Paul Ride out there, scorer of the goal the last time we won a major trophy. Thanks so much, Paul, for taking the time out. Make sure you give this video a thumbs up, subscribe. If you haven't, if you want to see the full uncut version of this, get over and join us on Patreon. See you later.